0: Everybody, welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, Clearfire? What's going on, man? And we are going to be talking about some Marvel, as we promised, some Loki at some point in this podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it, and uh, always excited when we have some experts to talk about uh some of the history and what all this means in the slogan if you're like me you're just confused at the end so <laughs> uh, there will be spoilers so just go ahead and uh tell you that
1: the yeah clear, but it, I gotta, is, it, is it really spoilers if the entire series has already been out for like what over what four or five months now because didn't it come out it came out what june ish
0: i have no idea when it came
1: out but i, I know i, I just finished it, it. yeah uh, it's. I think it was sometime in June, and it came out. Yeah, that, that seems about right because I remember watching it. It was one of the first TV series, big TV series that I watched on my brand new 55 inch LG OLED TV.
0: There you go. Well, um, I watched it on my 2012. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it was bad back then. It's good. Yeah. Smart Smart TV. You know. Oh yeah. And they sold me a keyboard with it. And I was like, cool, yeah, I have a keyboard. I don't want to navigate with this TV controller. (laughs) And the keyboard does nothing except for if you search the internet on your computer. It's such a ripoff, dude. I don't don't use it as an internet explorer, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, dude, check this out, man. So, Revelation. uh, I've heard British talk about it, too, before. But Revelation has been trying to get me to play this game, Stardew Valley, forever. Yeah. Okay, and so... Uh, I finally did, and I almost got on this podcast eating a piece of toast with some <laughs> with some uh, hot uh, pepper jam on it. And I was going to say, you know what I'm eating clear? It's hot pepper jam on toast, and you know why? Because you can make it in Stardew Valley. You can do it if you're a farmer, right? Man. And, you know, you're a farmer. And so uh, I got hot, a lot of information about this game.
1: Hot, hot pepper jam is is so, it's so good. good. Oh, it's so, so good, man. So you like man.
0: If you like Hot Pepper Jim, you'll probably love Stardew Valley. I need to get a hold and so, of and play it then. <clears throat> and so it's fifteen bucks, and so it's what do? It's probably one of the best games you've ever played. And, and Rev's told me that, and I wasn't doubting Rev. I just took. So I knew as soon as I turned it on, it's going to pull me away from whatever else other <laughs> games I've been playing. Look,
1: I, I need to. I need to get a game and get into one because I've just not had the motivation, I guess you could say, to really dive into a game and stay into it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe Stardew Valley be the first one this year, and I'm, I guess, as part of my New Year's resolution is, is I'm actually going to focus on actually playing games more and actually completing games instead of just. What's that playing last a bit. year's resolution? No, 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 no,
0: no, no, I think it was last nah. year's resolution, nah. too. Let's go nah. back and do a playback if we got it nah, so
1: nah. <laughs> so <laughs> it probably well, was, anyway. but yeah, life was crazy then too, so life so check
0: crazy this out, man, oh gosh, yeah, dude. <laughs> life we're too we're you know you're a grown man, you know, it's gonna be crazy, oh, yeah, um, I had to go watch flag football today, was to pick up my son, and I Woo! saw these kids like. They were running passes. And I literally could sit there and got nostalgic. Like, man, I remember when I was, if I was in that line as a kid, all I'd care about is like just doing what the coach said and like run up to the line and turn. It's just like, and then I'd be like, "Eh, (laughs) nothing matters. You know, who cares? Yeah. It's just a little fun thing to do. I'm going to go home. I got the safety and security of my home. No responsibilities really that matter. You know, teaching you responsibility growing up. But anyway, we could go as deep as that as we we can go a lot deeper. But anyway, let me tell you this, man. So speaking of New Year's resolutions, I don't ever make New Year's resolutions, but I guess I kind of did this year that I'm trying to get into the habit and I talked to uh, somebody today and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm trying to get into the habit to where, you know, I love video games. I got the collection, you know, I love it. It's always a hobby of mine. It's always going to be a hobby, but I want it to be, I, I, you got to take it easy. It's like a drug, you know? And so I want, if I'm get bored, my go-to is not necessarily to go, okay, well, I'll just sit down and game for a while you know what i'm saying i wanted to kind of think some other things so uh and i'm I'm tying this all back in i decided to they were going to make this big garden in the backyard like 15 foot by 15 foot garden grow some things that's huge and then i thought about it we got our very own botanist weed doc and so (laughs) i called him today you know and he's like dude i'll tell you how to do this he told me how to kill all the grass told me how to um to grow all the things I need to grow and then taught me how to, is going to teach me how to like make like jalapeno jelly and all this kind of stuff. That's why, that's where the jalapeno jelly ties in. And I really wanted to do all this because Stardew Valley kind of made me want to do That's exactly what you do in Stardew Valley. So it like motivated me to do this. And it's like, why am I not doing this in real life, man? He, Stardew Valley starts off. You're in a, you're doing all this, um, you're in a, like an office on the keyboard That's the whole story, and your granddad had told you a long time ago. As soon as the world starts closing in on you, man, open this letter, and he does, and he Mm -hmm. says, "Here, I got a farm for you. Go out there." So you go out there, and everything's all overgrown. Everything got to chop it down. It's in a small town, like forest, and then you got to (laughs) like, you got to uh, (laughs) mingle in with the town. (laughs) Yeah, you got to mingle with the town, and like start selling crops and stuff to them and you start getting relationships with the people, man. It just it's just really want me want to go to a small town and farm. <laughs> so anyway, dude, it's a great game, man. Yeah,
1: you got plenty of farmland and forest.
0: I know. But, um <laughs> Yeah, so it dude, it is really cool. And my kids watch it too and they're like, Yeah, I want and I told them, Hey and we're gonna go to farmers market and sell it, all the stuff. You know, it's just for fun. And so the kids are excited about it, but March, March will be the time we start this thing. So I'll keep you guys up to date with how we're doing. So you guys got to hold me accountable now, you know about it. Oh yeah. So anyway, but, but all that to say, uh, that's kind of the the lead into for what we're going to do a Stardew Valley one, because I got a lot of uh, information on the developer that may not be common knowledge. Um, and, uh, and then we'll also just talk about the game for sure. So that'll be out at some point.
1: Awesome. I look forward to it, and I'm actually, you know, I'll have to get a hold of Stardew Valley and play it, so we can, you know, so I can actually have some good input on it. Absolutely, going, man. Hey, what's all that
0: about? <laughs> You'll like it; you really will. Everybody will like, like it.
1: It Seems like a great game. I've heard <clears throat> great things about it, and then, of course, with y'all, with you and Rev both talking about it so highly like that, it's 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 a no brainer to play. So, all you listening out there, if you haven't played it yet. Take the advice of Hollywood and Rev. They never steer you wrong unless it's an FPS, because I'm just not a big fan of FPSs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, they'll never steer you wrong for the most part, and they usually give great recommendations. So go check out Stardew Valley if you haven't yet.
0: All right. So you, now you got some a little more somber news. So a little more I somber under, news. As I understand it.
1: Yeah, it's somber news. So, of course, um, everybody... You know, I wanna make I just wanna speak about it. It's not, you know, a huge thing, but everybody knows that John Madden recently passed away. And I don't know how many of y'all have played any of his games or whatnot or known known how um, much he was involved in it, but um, just one interesting fact that I did read about it was um, when uh, and I forget who the developer was that approached him first about doing the football game. When they approached him about doing the football EA? game, yeah, I think it was a yeah. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, it's been a rough night, guys. So uh, kid, kid acts up and it just it tanks the night. But anyways, <laughs> so he um he 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 um they they came to several different people before him about. You know, licensing their name, and they just kind of turned it down when they came to John Madden. John Madden's like, well you know tell me about the game tell me what you're going to do and they're like oh well we're just going to put you know like six or seven people on each side of the field you know and play it like that he's like no 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 no, you gotta have the you gotta have like 11 players on each side otherwise i'm not giving your license my license my name to this he was actually instrumental in making sure that a lot of these now modern football games were actually more true to the actual game of football he had a lot of input on how the mechanics worked for the games, plays, everything like that. So, he actually was very very instrumental in getting us to the point where we are now with all of the football games. So, I just wanted to make sure that people understood that he actually had a bigger part in video games than just giving his name to those games, that he actually had lots of input on there. and helped kind of navigate and grow the way that football games are for us now so i just want to make sure that we all know that pay the respects to him because he was one an amazing football coach amazing person he actually gave lots of his time to charity and very much you know uh, instrumental in developing football games for us in the game so um Yeah, just wanted to mention it and make sure that people understood that he actually did have a big part in video games, uh, you know, for football especially. So, yeah, I don't
0: know much about the history of the sports game, but uh, yeah, certainly could have very well been the fourth. You know, without him, wouldn't been a could have taken a lot longer to get a really a realistic football game out. You know, so now it's the staple, and everybody plays the new Madden. If you play those, you know They everybody yep. wants the new Madden, the new Madden, the new Madden. So, yeah, man, it's a sad loss. He's a good football coach. I didn't really keep up with any of his stuff, but I saw his record was like, I don't know, I'm making the number up, but it's somewhere around like 120 or something in wins and like 30 losses or 20 something losses. It was like really yeah. good. Yeah, he had an Oakland he had Raiders a, or something.
1: Yeah, he had an, an excellent uh, win loss ratio, uh, one of the higher ones of coaches. So, um definitely if you get a chance go go look them up and read some of stuff about them cuz i know a lot of the younger listeners here probably don't know much about john madden other than madden football games you know so all, all right, right let's move on to something happier now
0: all right so we're going to pick the winners of this year's h and k miss clear's got a formula he's got some kind of special program that he's plugging in all the people's votes in, and we we're we're trying to figure out a way to do this live so you can see it. But you just got to trust us. But um, he's going to roll the dice or whatever he does. So how do you want to how do you want to set this so, up?
1: So I'll I'll tell you basically what I'm doing. So I've got a number picker wheel from just pulled it off the internet. Uh, it's just a random number generator thing that's got a nice spinny wheel. And what I did is days one through twelve, everybody that got an answer right got a number for that. And basically the numbers start from one all the way through 52. Everybody got two entries on day 10, no matter whether you had an answer right or not on any of the other ones. Everybody got two entries for that. So basically we're going to spin it. I've got my numbers here that are assigned to people. And if it lands on your number, you win a prize. So just as simple as that we have three prizes. Like we've said before, we've got the N64. We've got the Sega Genesis and we got the mystery prize and I'm going to leave it at his mystery prize. I'm going I will tell you what it is. Just going to ship it out. It's a nice little prize. You'll enjoy it. Promise. So, um, but, that's how it worked out. i uh, not going to go in the details of how many entries each person's got, because we have some people that got a lot, some people that got a few. But hey, everybody's got a chance to win. Uh, none of these numbers are weighted any heavier than the others. It, they all have, there's only 52 slots on here, all 52 numbers. So here we go. So Hollywood, you get the choice of which prize we're giving away on the first spin.
0: All right, so what do the mystery prize last? All right. Um, so obviously the weaker of the two prizes is the Sega Genesis.
1: <laughs> so. I, don't, I don't know that it's the weaker of the two. It might be the... It's only 16-bit. Lower power than the two, but not weaker. Uh, and I mean, weaker, yeah, so. uh, yeah. Unless you got Shadow Run, anyway. <laughs> All right, so we're going to spin for the Sega Genesis. So I'm going to spin my wheel and let's see what it gives me. Ooh, that sounds loud in my headset. Man, it spun a long time. All I'll right. The Wheel of
0: Fortune sound.
1: All right. So, number 45, which has been assigned to Ian Henderson.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can he win? Because he's a guest now, a regular guest. Well, I mean, I thought we had a rule
1: i mean i do have uh, I, I didn't lay out any rules and i have yeah, them I on did. here so all right uh, he you know he only could, could. answered on two of them but you know i, I gotta give him that's the shot what happens there. so hey it happens happens when you don't lay out the rules ahead of time and don't lay out everything so but ian here comes the for, sega genesis your way for Hope those you of you that do it. not
0: know that's swinging thunder
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, I hope, I hope Hollywood another.
0: called it and win the N sixty four.
1: Oh no, Hollywood calls it on here. But so he's um uh, uh, yeah. Sorry,
0: guys. All right. <laughs> so funny.
1: the next up we have, and if Ian doesn't want it and doesn't want to claim it because you know he do might an
0: alternate, he might he do it. Answer.
1: We'll, we'll. I'm, I'm going to spin another one right now and get an alternate. So if he decides that he doesn't want it then this alternate will get it
0: now he's on the spot now he has to yeah now he's going he to have to make a choice oh yeah <laughs> he's got every sega game in the world already when right. it's cracked whatever he's got everything hacked
1: okay so if he does not take it number 17 which is darla coastal piscati <laughs> <laughs> so Darla you could potentially have the Sega Genesis if he doesn't want it now Darla I will also say that if we spin your name and it lands on the first spin for the N64 you get that and we'll spin for someone else to be alternate for the Genesis uh, that's a
0: good, good rule so I yeah. just
1: want you to know that don't think that just because you're an alternate for the Genesis you can't win the N64 or even the mystery prize so if you win either one of those we'll bump you out of there and we'll get a new alternate for that. So, all right. Right now, Swinging Thunder, Ian, you are up for the genesis. If you decide to say, hey, pass it on, then we'll pass it on and we'll move from there. All right. So next up, since Hollywood said we're going to do the mystery prize last, is the N64. So let's spin it and see who we get. If it lands on any of the two names that we have before, except for Darla's. If it lands on Darla's, she wins it. Let's see who gets it. Man, that one's spinning a long time. It really wants a good winner there. <laughs> All right. So number 47 has won the N64. And number 47 is assigned to Anthony Diastello. You have oh, won yeah, an Anthony. N64, buddy. So
0: Congratulations. We will send it to you. You and Darla. At, like, and like swinging said, thunder.
1: Like, like I said, we haven't stuck a game with the N64 yet but there will be a game with it before it comes to you so you will at least get one game if not more so want to make sure you have something to start there so alright so we've gotten the two known prizes away and we have left the mystery prize so going to spin it up let's see who gets the mystery prize I'm telling you man this wheel is like hypnotic with all the numbers on there. <laughs> all right how many
0: numbers w- was it you said uh,
1: 52 numbers all together that's okay. how many entries all together we have so number 32 just one and 32 is sorry gotta spin it again that person can't have it is it hollywood no it landed on um <laughs> 32 was assigned to swinging thunder so gotta spin it again <laughs> I only played two times.
0: This was so crazy. So if you guys, if you haven't been listening to this podcast very long, uh, we did a, one of our first contests ever was a Super Nintendo Mini that came out and we had tens of thousands uh, of people in our votes entered. we did multiple things and one guy won it uh, and he only had one vote. (laughs)
1: He had one entry, and there won are people it. with
0: like 20, 30, 40 votes, and he had one entry, and he won it. That it, was a, that's crazy, crazy man. Crazy. It just he didn't even remember entering it.
1: It just goes to show you that all you got to do is enter one time, and you have a chance to win. So I spun it again. Number three actually has the mystery prize, and number three is not somebody that's already you know announced or won for anything, and that is going to Mister Jonathan Sanger. You have won the Mystery Prize, right. buddy, so it's coming to you. So to recap that, the Sega Genesis, if Swinging Thunder decides to accept it, now that he's been kind of put on the spot there about it, it <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go to him. He has if, to
0: come on the air and tell us his answer. <laughs> <laughs> if if he, not, if
1: he does not accept it, then uh, Darla, it will go to you. Um, the N64 is going to Mr. Anthony Distello. And the mystery prize is going to Mr. Jonathan Sanger. So, everybody, thank you all all for playing. <coughs> uh, a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy these prizes when they get sent to you. And that's how it will go. So, appreciate it, guys. If anything you know, turns up and changes with all that, we'll come back and we'll do any edits that we need to do as far as. That's right those guys people.
0: listen to the podcast but if you know so i'm pretty sure this is not gonna be it's gonna be a non-factor but just in case you don't listen next podcast that comes out if you haven't claimed it uh we roll again
1: yep so yeah remember so, you have to contact us to claim it because we're not yeah, see, gonna just what, give it give it to you <laughs> the
0: reason we started this is because of that something Oswald, i think was his name uh, but he uh, he didn't even remember entering. He do not even know who H&K wa- was, yeah. right? So he did all the stuff we asked to do on the page. We had an ad going, and so we've learned, like, okay, we're only going to give it to people who listen to the podcast. It's kind of what we're doing it for. So anyway, well, cool. Congratulations, everybody. Thank you for playing. It's always fun. And so now can't wait any longer, dude. No more Let's go no more into, waiting. Some, into some of this Loki Marvel so, here's the thing. I said I said on one of the things, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are we doing Marvel Cinematic Universe all the time? Or are we just going to do Marvel? Well, you know what I'm saying? Once a month.
1: I, 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 I lean towards saying doing Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because you're going to have more people that actually listen and actually yep. watch the show than read the comics. You know, And I don't currently read the comics anymore. But I do you know, look at the shows, compare it to what the comics, either their source material and go back and refresh on it. Cause I did read a lot of comics all the way up until, you know, probably what, 2002, 2003. So I do have quite a bit of knowledge from the comics on that. And of course, you know, once these sh- movies started coming out and I know people are going to be like, Oh no, that's not right. But the Marvel cinematic universe actually started with Spider-Man with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man it really kicked it off because that started the big time superhero movies. Um, it really did send them in a blockbuster status. And then of course, Iron Man would be the quote unquote start of the official Marvel cinematic universe, because that was the first one that Marvel actually released under the Marvel banner. You know, even though Spider-Man was under the Marvel banner, it actually rights are owned and still currently owned by Sony. So.
0: okay. So I got to admit, so the uh, so I got Disney Plus, and there's a lot of these Marvel miniseries or whatever out that I have not watched. Not, and you kind of told me to do Loki first, mm-hmm. and I did Loki first, and it took me months to finish this thing, man. You know, and it's only six episodes, you know. So, um,
1: but there's six glorious episodes.
0: Yeah, I kind of it was kind of hard to get into. I'll be honest with you. Now it's probably just because I don't know a lot about it. And I really don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. I just like the. Uh, I love the Avengers movies, um, stuff like that. I tried to watch Black Widow. I couldn't really get into. It. I think we turned it off like halfway through. I didn't have no. I had no idea what was going on.
1: And, so, and, and that's the thing with a lot of these. If you're not watching the all the movies, if you're not watching, excuse me, all the series. Some of these just don't make sense. Black Widow is a perfect example of that because if you don't know the character Black Widow, if you haven't been paying attention to her throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she was very integral at the beginning and moving forward with it, then Black Widow doesn't make a lot of sense. Black Widow, in my opinion, was fantastic. I loved it. I thought it was great. I hate that it has all the controversy with it, with Scarlett Johansson and all of her noise that she made about it but actually introduces a character that if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet watch Hawkeye just for the character from Black Widow because I- I'm sorry I love that character in Black Widow it made Black Widow and that actress just was amazing in that part and that that's all I'm going to go into right now because we'll talk about Black Widow in a future po- a future episode
0: Okay, so um, so let me just give you my perspective of what I remember Loki starting off as. It's been a long time since I watched the first one. It, it seemed to be that he is this. Does this pick up? For, so first of all, just give me a quick: is this true to the comics, or is it its own separate
1: thing? So yes and no on true the comics the thing is with the loki tv series is actually pulled from multiple comics so there's not one specific comic series line that plays this This all happen yeah Yeah, so it doesn't happen like that they actually use quite quite a different you know i think it's what 10 or 12 that they actually pull from to make this so technically this loki series here is quote-unquote an original storyline and within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And just so everybody knows, one of the things that Marvel is trying to do is to establish these characters as a Marvel Cinematic Universe character, not a comic character. They're trying to keep it different. They're trying to keep it apart because they want to tell a new story. And I get it. They're doing a good job. And Loki is actually a prime example of them telling a news story. So they're trying to do that. Lots of the movies have source material based in the comics, but are not the same as the comics. They have some loose tie-ins, but they're not 100%. So when we start talking about these and getting deeper into talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's going to have tie-ins to the comics. Might even have a comic that it runs pretty close to, but it's not going to be a one-for-one copy. I don't ever see them doing a one-for-one copy exactly of a series or a movie from a comic. They're going to get close, but not not there. Okay, so Loki in Avengers or Endgame
0: or whatever, when they're going back and forth and doing all kind of disrupt the timeline, timeline all the Avengers, and Loki picks up the was it the Mind Stone or whatever and just zaps out. How, How does he get caught? So he's in this time. You know, he disrupted the timeline, so they got he got arrested by the time police. But when, at what point in the story did he get arrested? You know,
1: so it's not like an exact time frame. So basically, what happened was it was part of in game. Is when they're doing the whole we've got to get the Infinity Stones and get those right. back after Thanos has done the snap after he's actually destroyed this the 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 uh infinity stones and after uh thor has gotten his revenge cuz remember you know if you remember in um the um god what i forget the name of the the first one it's just the uh, uh, the infinity, infinity war. war yeah infinity war the um part where he's got uh the axe and he goes to chop you know to to kill thanos right thanos main thing is and this is right before thanos is about to snap he goes you missed and then snaps you know i mean it's like right how can how else can you basically put down the god of thunder by just telling him you missed even though this axe went you know very deep into thanos and just about killed him in that one chop so he does the snap Bam, that's where they're at now. Now they're trying to find Thanos, and this big, massive energy pulse comes up. That's where they find Thanos. Thor's like, I ain't missing this time. And he, you know, he gacks him. He chaps his head off. He chaps his arm off first, and then he chops his head off. Probably one of the more graphic scenes in a Marvel uh, movie yeah, really. because you don't really have many scenes up to this point of, you know, Blatant visual dismemberment. Now they don't have all the yeah. blood and everything, but I mean, it's you see a head pop off, you see arm pop off. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty graphic. So this is that, and, and this is all playing into the beginning of Loki. So the Avengers have to go back in time with the help of Scott Lang and his Pym particles and Tony Stark's genius mind. <coughs> they develop the way they plan it out, all that good stuff. You you know how that happens in the game. And so in end game, they're going to get, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Tesseract that he, um, that Loki right. gets. So basically what happens is, is the Avengers get the Tesseract. Tony Stark's got it. He's, you know, going off with it and Hulk from, I want to say, I think it's 2012 is when they, uh, is where they were at. They were, it's the battle of New York. I think it's 2012 in the timeline. Uh, don't oh, quote yeah. me on that, but remember that Hulk was going to ride the elevator down with everybody after they had beaten Loki in 2012 and take him down and everything. And so they're taking him down, but they tell Hulk, you're too big. You got to take the stairs. Hulk's mad. And we all know Hulk, when he gets mad, he just does crazy shows of strength and everything. And Tony Stark from 2023, I think um is you know he's dressed up as a SWAT member and he's got the tesseract in the briefcase and hulk is downstairs he comes downstairs and he slams the door open and it just plasters tony stark and just nails him tony drops the case the tesseract pops out slides across the floor loki sees it he's cuffed up and everything but he can still grabs he picks it up grabs it and he does one of his moves and he blips out because Loki does have mystical powers, and he blips out from using one of his mystical powers, and he's gone. He's out. He's like, I'm, I'm out, and this is where Loki starts. And so yeah. he blips out. He is doing his thing and moving forward. So,
0: so he's doing his thing, and they come and arrest him, or does he? He didn't blip right into the time.
1: No, police. he didn't blip right into the time. So he's he blips out, and I forget exactly what all happens with him between the blip and him getting arrested, but he blips out. And then the first scene you see is him basically kind of flying out from the sky and landing in sand. The funny thing about that scene, it's a very close recreation shot from Iron Man 1 when Tony Stark is in the desert and lands in sand. It's a really cool thing. Go look up the, the two comparison uh-huh. images. It, it, it's one of those little things that Marvel does. And I don't know if it really because I haven't really researched that part of it yet. I don't know if that plays any type of big significance other than, hey, look, that's something cool. It, it's, it's a copy. Those are all throughout all of Marvel movies and shows. Watch them very carefully after you've watched them the first time and you catch up on little things like that.
0: OK, cool. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah. So he's in this time police you know police station and they're telling them hey you disrupted a natural timeline there's actually an order to time and the timekeeper is the one that decides the proper order and um you're a deviant
1: and it's the time variance authority is the
0: okay yeah time variance authority and um it has uh owen wilson as like one of the main agents there. He does, he's, pretty, he's like a perfect agent. Yeah, Mobius. And oh, so gosh, he's,
1: love Mobius. He's such a great character.
0: He's like super smart, and he's at Loki's... Uh, there's so many funny scenes in this thing where Loki gets him on a roll, and then like Mobius is like, He's lying. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, oh, they don't even don't even hesitate because he's been studying him forever. Yeah, you know? I'm
1: not a huge fan of Owen Wilson, but oh my gosh, he nails this character so well that you look past the characters that he's played in the past because he's a typecast actor, and you actually see how great of an actor he really is he actually is a really good actor and i, I kind of have to give him credit for it because i mean just the thing that Mo- the things that mobius does throughout this this series is just off the wall hilarious sometimes which just majorly brilliant and then three it's just it it, it brings them this sh- the series together It actually he's kind of like the glue that holds it together through a lot of the stuff
0: <laughs> yeah and so the whole time uh He's telling Loki like, you know, uh, you gotta help us stop the deviant that we're trying to we're trying to get this deviant, and it turns out all oh, the well, deviant is you, Loki, right?
1: Well well, let's <coughs> rewind just a little bit there. Yeah. So so, so tell, basic- me, tell me about it. So basically what's happened is is when he's in the desert, time variance authority pops in because they can literally go anywhere in time at any time as they want. But they do it based on, okay, here's a variant here, and a variant can be multitude of things. It can be a person. It can be an item, just something that's out of place that's not where it's supposed to be in the natural timeline. And anytime a variant comes in, it branches from the timeline. So they don't want the branches, and they're trying to you know, basically prune the tree if, of time, as you could say. Okay. And so – They come in because Loki is not where he's supposed to be because Loki is supposed to get arrested. He's supposed to go off to um, basically, quote unquote, jail in Asgard. And because he grabs the test rack and blips out, that doesn't happen now. And so it's started this chain reaction of creating other problems throughout time. And so they arrest him. They bring him in and... They, you know, so I know it's going to be a jump a little bit when I mention this, but they have a place where they usually send variants, problems, issues to what they call the void. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but they're about to send them to the void. And this is when Mobius kind of steps in and is like, hang hey, on, hang on. We might have something we can do with this variant because Loki is, quote unquote, the master variant. He's like the one that all the other variants kind of come off of or emulate the most. And Mobius has been studying Loki and all his variants and been trying to, you know, capture them, rein them in, and help prune the the, the the timeline. And so he knows about this. He knows that this that, that this Loki is the Loki and that this one you know has good in him and would do the right thing when needed. And he knows this because he studied Loki so much, and that's kind of a power move for Mobius because he's like, let's let's use this, let's not just throw it away, let's use this and help fix the timeline. And so that's kind of where you know that's at, and that's where you know Hollywood you, you can pick up from there.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's been it's been months since I've seen that part. Uh, but I remember all that what you're saying. So so they they were trying to use him to fix the timeline or were they were trying to, they sound like they were trying to get him to capture this one other variant of yeah. himself that was out wreaking havoc, right? Is it?
1: Yeah, so they basically, they they believe that there's this is one variant that they just cannot beat, cannot capture and that this variant is either working with other variants or just amazing and just blowing them all away. And... We'll get into that variant here shortly, but they're like, hey, we need your help. That's kind of where Mobius had stepped in because it's like he's the one that can capture this other variant. Let's not ruin that chance. Let's make sure we capture this variant because if this variant continues, who knows what havoc could be wreaked because – they can't find the variant in time. Most of the time, pretty much all the time, other than this one variant out of all variants of everything else, they are able to see that variant in time. This one variant has figured out how to jump through time to not be uh, caught. How, yeah, and so this variant's jumping back and forth and not getting caught. And as soon as they're able to like pinpoint where the variant is in time, they get there. And by the time they get there, the variant's already gone. And so that's why they're like, hey, let's bring in Loki. Let's get him to help because he should be able to track this. And Mobius is inter- integral in that, in keeping the um, TVA from throwing Loki into the void and just being done with him. So,
0: Yeah, so you don't know about a void at this point. I don't no, remember no. him. No. Well, so that, they, they, get, they basically they say were going to
1: put you in jail. This is basically what they kind of said. It was like, we're, well, we're fixing to imprison you because you shouldn't be there. Or we're going to... Correct you from the timeline because the um I forget what exactly what it's called but this it's almost like a little, little grenade prayer. and they throw it and what it does is whenever they would leave that that piece of time that part of time it would literally take everything out of that area that was a variant and in essence destroy it and get rid of it and so that's what they had. And what they were about to use on Loki, when Mobius steps in,
0: yeah. So I remember, he's going through. Loki had to do something. They say so you got to pay, you know what? I don't remember what it was, but he had to walk through the top, walk through this line. He's like, I'm not doing that. And then he saw another variant say, I'm not doing that, and he go, boop, he got pruned and yep. <laughs> disintegrated. And you're like, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And so, um, and it, so he started doing it, and as he's he's learning about all this timeline, and you can kind of tell, you know, you kind of even people that don't know about Marvel that, you know, we knew in game the multiverse was gonna have some kind of an impact. So it's starting to try to explain a little bit about this multiverse. And so it you're learning it with Loki, which is pretty cool. And he at one point he goes into the office and he pulls a drawer out as he's trying to explore and he sees infinity stones in there. And he's and this is cool to me. I'm like, dude, he's got the infinity. He's like, these are infinity stones are here. And he's like, Yeah, we got Somebody that works there is like, yeah, I mean, people use them as uh, paperweights over at the, you know, and you're like, what? You know, the Infinity Stones that just snapped and killed half the population of the entire universe, you know, are just sitting there, and and Loki's like, is this the greatest power there ever is to own this timeline thing? You know, so it's kind of profound.
1: That is one of the best, like, quick minute or so shots of the entire series is when that drawer comes open and you're like, holy cow, how many <laughs> yeah. infinito- infinito- glo- infinity gauntlet. stones are there? And it's just like, eh, there's kind of like that. Now, when you're looking through there, there's actually some other pieces of um memorabilia that are very important. There's a, um a baseball card that's signed i think it might even be like a honus wagner card i forget exactly yeah, who it is you know you've got things like that in there rare. you've got like um to me it looks like a world war Two iron cross you know they've got all these other trinkets in there as well that are they kept there so it's just hilarious seeing that yeah
0: So so did the Infinity Stones didn't work there, or do they? Did they work there? Do you know?
1: So the TVA is a place in time, and it's a time, it's a place in time where mystical powers slash magic doesn't work. It just basically turns off. Loki couldn't use any of his powers of you know how he can um, basically make things look like they're not there. You know, that's same way he made it look like um thor you know stabbed him and fought in um thor the dark world and other things how he's made himself look like odin and stuff like that he can't use his powers there it's just one of those things where those items can't be used effectively and they just are useless you know and two when you're outside the realms and bounds of time you technically have all the power you need. And that's kind of how they explain that because it's like, we don't need this. This is just, we picked them up and got rid of this stuff. And in this drawer, we're just keeping it as memorabilia for a job well done from somewhere else.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. So yeah. And, and you kind of don't know what's going on. Like, is this a real place? Is this, you know, and, and like you said, it is a, it is a real place. TVA, <clears throat> And then, dude, I got, like, three episodes in, and then I, like, stopped. And then at some point, and I picked it back up, and at some point, I don't know how far ahead you want to jump. But I'm about to jump to you episode jump four or something. Well, because then then Loki gets, so, well, let's go back. So, Loki, going back in my head. Um, Loki finally finds that, he finds out that the way that the variant is jumping through time is he's wait, they're waiting for a world-ending, Catastrophic event to take place, because that erases that timeline, and so the very I'm mean, having to look at you to make sure I'm telling it right. <laughs> because they, because Pretty yeah. close, yeah, yeah,
1: because because jumping in time to these specific world-ending events, not yeah, particularly yeah. waiting for them. But okay, here's well, world-ending right event. I'm going to jump here, and that's how I can stay ahead of the time, TVA because. They're not looking at those events. There's no evidence. Yeah. There's nothing there. I mean, a world ending event happens. There's nothing left. And they're like, okay, well, there's nothing there. So they move on. So Loki finds this out and cat finds the variant.
0: And it's a female version of himself. And, um, so of course he falls in love with himself. <laughs> <laughs> so like, which is great. She's a you know, good looking girl, uh, you know, but, uh, anyway, um, yeah. And so they, they so go ahead. We want you to say? Because I don't know what to what to so, go with this.
1: So there's a little two pieces here. So one, there was there's always been a big question about Loki and just himself. You know, what is he attracted to? How you know, who is he attracted to? What what's going on? And one of the biggest things in this TV series was, well, what about is he a man? Is he a woman? You know, here's a woman Loki. Here's a man Loki. I mean. We'll talk about more Lokis here later, but when you watch the series, and I can't remember if it's in the first episode or not, but when they open his file, if you pause the film, when you look at that and you look down, when it says gender, it's actually gender fluid because the variants have been male, female, whatever, and he's not one specific gender. And if you watch the actual movies, you kind of get that play as well. Um, as far as the love interest of him in love with himself, it's not so much he's in love with himself. He's f- in love with the character. I mean, the, 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 this female variant that's different, but yet the same. It's someone that he can finally connect to because try to connect to Thor can't because, you know, they're si- si- siblings that, you know, weren't real siblings because Loki is adopted Loki never fit in anywhere because he's an ice giant, you know. He's not a he's not a Asgard, Asgardian at all, you know. He he is something different. And so his entire life he's been in a place where he doesn't fit. And now with this variant that is opposite sex of him, which that really doesn't play much of a part in this, he falls in love with that for the fact of I've got somebody I can connect, connect to and Loki actually drops his guard. It's pretty awesome because you actually see Loki very vulnerable through this series because of this. So that's, that's just what I want to add it because it's actually a very, very important mark in there because it actually kind of shows you where Loki has more of a human side. He is. So love. And when passion. you say he's,
0: he's gender fluid, is he like, Always gender fluid, or is he gender fluid on this series? You know what I'm saying?
1: He's gender fluid always. It's not just the series um, with Loki's power of being able to basically make him look like whoever he wants, whenever he wants. He's gender fluid, and that's just kind of how people do But it he does not have a basic form. Yeah, he's not, it's not like, oh, well, Loki is 100% a male, or Loki is 100% a female. He's gender fluid because... He can do what he wants when he wants, and he can be if he decides to change his form to look like a female, you're not gonna know any different. You're gonna then see he'll him be as a female. female. Yeah, you're gonna see him as female. So So it's not an illusion. It, is and it isn't it. It's just kinda it's kinda weird. It's not it, it's not clear cut to say that say say it, but because of the TV series Loki being canon, 100% canon. And with that document there, 100% verified saying that he's gender fluid. Um, the writers and creators of the Cinematic Universe have come out and said, yes, Loki's gender fluid. And that's just kind of how it is. It's kind of one of those things. is like, is he? And then they go, yes. And that's, he just is. Yeah, I
0: just want to, I just wanted to make sure, I just want to see if this, like, you know, somebody's, Disney's got to throw some kind of a, because of the times you know some kind of a thing in there like that versus if that was actually a thing
1: i don't know that it's really a okay you know we're having all of this different stuff come up now in the world let's make loki gender fluid could it have could it have could it played a part in this decision definitely it's disney they they like to do things that are pc you know they like to you know it try to include everybody, so could it have been done with that thought in it? Yes. Is it one hundred percent that that's what the thought? No. Uh, so yeah, we um, don't know I mean, for I mean, sure. You're but. not going to know for sure, and just with the history of the character of Loki and all of the different things that have gone on, it one hundred percent plays with the character.
0: Okay. So, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so he finds the uh, the female Loki, and um, or that gender fluid female Loki. (laughs) She's probably gender fluid. too. All Lokis are uh, gender fluid. uh,
1: Technically she (laughs) is through the conversations um, because they have... Loki actually has... And and so to make this simple, the variant that Loki was tracking down goes by the name Sylvie. So Sylvie is the female variant and there you go. So... Loki and Sylvie have lots of conversations through a lot of different travels because they're basically jumping from one world ending event to the next. And so they're just basically seeing devastation and catastrophic world ending things constantly. And, you know, that's going to wreak havoc on your psyche there. And then, too, with the fact that Loki finally found somebody to connect with. On a different level, it's just it, it's really, really more mentally yeah, that intense. That was cool. It's, it's so much more mentally intense than what you think about it once you, when you're first watching it. But when you go back and think about it, you're like, oh my gosh, they really get deep into certain things because Loki, of course, at this time, he starts spilling his guts like a moron because he's just gushing well, really, over her, and she yeah, still you really, keeps really don't know. Going. It's so it's funny.
0: He, it's, it's you're like you really don't know if if Loki's. Doing this sinister plot, you know, this whole yeah. time, or is he really because he'll he's a good actor? I mean, who's the guy that plays him? Uh, I can't, uh, uh Tom the, Huddleston, yeah, dude. He, uh, amazing
1: actor guy, he's
0: good, man. I mean, yeah. he's got some really good,
1: him scenes. and oh my gosh, who plays Doctor Strange, yeah, Benjamin a, Cumberbatch, oh, yeah, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict, um, yeah, and, and I love the jokes about his name, Benedict. Cumberbun, you know all that kind of stuff. Go look it up. It's hilarious. Some of the stories and some of the Benedict hot dog buns. You know, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff. But
0: you know, you, you got uh, you know, like they say, oh like Gibson is a is a this is a little stupid joke. But Gibson means you know, son of Gibbs. If your name is like last name is Taylor, then you were like a seam you know, somebody that was a tailor, yeah, cobbler, you know, blacksmith, you know, what, you know that kind of stuff. But what you wonder know, where, where, where the name Benedict comes from? Anyway <laughs> well so, uh, uh,
1: so so just just I, w- I wanna do a little side on that since you brought that up so like Gibson, yeah it, it's like that, but the basis of a name like that is actually rooted in um Viking and Norse naming because um a child when they were born is whatever Eric's daughter or Eric's son yeah. And that's yeah, exactly. where all that Gibbs, came from, son of Gibbs. And so, yeah. So, so, it, so it came from that. It's it's a direct offshoot Anything from the son. Norse. Yeah from 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 Norse theology, mythology, and all that. Fantastic yeah. way to name stuff. It's amazing. Um, nobody had the same last name because they were named whatever son of you know or daughter of depending on how it went. Yeah. And usually they named it after the father. Hence, yeah, why, so. hence why last names now carry from the father is because of that.
0: Oh, did a little research on this this, this as well.
1: Uh no, that's a uh, that's that, that <laughs> so so let, let, just let, in let, case. This is this is a um a a quick shout out to the um SCA podcast that we did. I learned all of that through that doing naming conventions and everything like that. So I got really deep in how names were generated and created back in the day and how people you know thought up all of these processes really amazing that there's so much thought into these names not just oh, uh, well let's name our kid um benjamin for whatever reason there's actually meaning behind all of that sorry for getting well, away by topic the way on that, but
0: that's really well cool. by the way if you have not heard the sca podcast you are missing out go check it out it's amazing uh it talks about Okay, all the all the medieval stuff. I don't want to get too deep, but you know, clears clears an SCA medieval lifestyles and stuff like that, and talks about his life in the SCA. So, really cool. Got a lot of good comments about it. I really enjoyed that one. So, anyway, all right. So we're about uh, we're talking about Huddleson and Loki. Um, you, know, you didn't know Sylvie and Loki. Yeah, you did not know. Is he hatching some kind of sinister plot? He actually opens himself up. He's vulnerable. And he goes teaming up with Sylvie to try to overtake, find the timekeeper, kill him, you know, overtake the TWA or whatever it is. TVA. TVA. <laughs> so,
1: so before we get there, just a real quick. So Loki actually does have a plot, and he actually was planning stuff. So if you haven't watched the series, sorry, spoiler alert he's working with Mobius and Mobius is like trusting Loki, which Loki actually discovers how Sylvie was jumping or staying ahead of the TVA through the world ending events. And they meet up at a, um, Roxcon, which it, that has significance. We're not going to go into that, that, that w- but we can talk about that later. Um, meets him in a Roxcon, um, building during a world ending event. And that's where Sylvie kind of communicates to Loki, because she's been possessing people because she's a- actually able to possess people. That's her power, which is different from Loki's because he can't possess people. He's illusionists. And so that's where they kind of meet up. And that's when Loki starts to basically betray Mobius, not a complete betrayal because he still got Mobius's best interest in his actions. And so that happens. Couple of jumps. They, they, Loki and Sylvie get to a world-ending event. I forget exactly w- what it is, but basically, uh, Moon has destroyed, you know, has been obliterated, and it's fixing to start raining down on this planet and destroy it. And that's where a lot of big pieces take place, where Loki and Sylvie have conversations, this is where Loki starts to fall in love with Sylvie. This is where you see Loki actually become more humanized and. Go through some of those pains now. Granted, this is what an episode and a half to two episodes uh, yeah. of information, but that's where that 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 that's where the whole series starts to turn, and that's where you see Loki kind of wake up to everything. So,
0: yeah, and so we'll jump ahead a little bit. He uh, they start their their plan. I don't remember the plan, but anyway, it happens at the TVA, and then Loki's looking right in Sylvie's. Eyes, like kind of pouring himself out, and then bam, gets pruned right through the sternum, and you're like, oh, "Loki's dead," you know, in episode three or four, you know, yeah. and gets pruned, and he just disintegrates, and then he wakes up in this other
1: world. The shot of when he wakes up in the other world is just so awesome. I know I said that uh, uh, again about about uh, the shot of the drawer with all of the stones, but. Holly, I'll let you talk about it. Uh, oh, no, I, that's I, cool. I, I, I yeah, fan, I remember fanboying. that. I'm fanboying over that, and I don't want to fanboy too much for that.
0: Well, this is when I kind of pick back up. It's, he's like, <gasps> you know, waking up, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what I remember literally thinking of. That is really cool. You would not expect that. So so and ba- then, like, <laughs> so basically, before, go ahead.
1: before we jump to that, just real quick. So basically, Sylvie and Loki decide, okay, we got to stop the TVA. There's something not right going on there. And that's when they kind of hatch this plan for Loki and Sylvie to get caught so they can overthrow the TVA and overthrow the quote unquote watchers. That's what they're called. And so there they go. They get there, they do their thing. They're able to break through the stuff. Loki has helped Sylvie smuggle in weapons. They get it in. They are in front of the watchers, I forget if Sylvie like did three it or Loki, watchers. or Loki did it, but they chop the head, chop one of the heads off of the Watchers, and oh my gosh, it's robotic, and it's like oh my gosh, yeah. and that's where they have this whole profound thing go on where Sylvie fights with the the head of the TVA. I forget her name off the top of my head, and go, goes through all of that, and Loki and Sylvie have start to have their moment. Loki gets pruned, and bam, that's when you actually now learn about the void which is very important in fixing to be like, the, I, I uh, love when they're in the void. It's one of my favorite parts of the, the entire series <laughs> because there's just so much funness there. It's just really cool.
0: So this is a good, because I just thought of this question. So he in the void, he sees he's awoken by, or he's awakes on his own, but he's surrounded by like three different Lokis from all these different timelines. They all look different.
1: He is surrounded um, by, I've got the picture right here, surrounded by one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Lokis. See, I and thought I, he was
0: only surrounded by like three, and then he got taken to the place that had all the other been, Lokis. It might have
1: been. I can't remember. But they've got. The, I've, I've got this one shot of when he's kind of down looking up at that. So, But he's surrounded. There's just a ton of Lokis. Basically, all, <laughs> these, ton, all these Lokis have gotten pruned and sent here. I mean, basically, anybody that got pruned, which that, you know, either by the time variant staff or by that, like, quote-unquote grenade kind of thing. It, it, that's what happened to them. They actually didn't die. They got sent to the void. I forget the name of the beast. There's a beast is, that actually, you know, quote-unquote... nothing. Yeah, the nothing, and it kills <laughs> the very
0: never-ending story is called a nothing.
1: <laughs> so they um they die there, and so... It's just hilarious because <laughs> now you're looking at these variants and they're like, "Oh, we're we got this handled." Because Loki is the, one of the most cunning characters out of all of Marvel. He gets out of some crazy stuff, and this just proves how insane and crazy Loki can be when you look at this. It's just it's awesome.
0: So, uh, again, I'm gonna jump a little bit ahead because uh, eventually Sylvie. And Mor- Morpheus get prunes, Mobius. Mobius prune themselves, and they end up there, mm-hmm. and that's how the next plot kind of starts. So now the question is, like you said, everybody that's pruned, why is it just Loki's that they run into?
1: Because the, and we'll call it the nothing because I can't remember the exact name yeah, of the, it's the nothing. The, so <laughs> it 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 was actually killing the variants or destroying them because it feeds off of them, and that's you know, what keeps it up there.
0: But Loki was able to outsmart all the Lokis are able to outsmart the nothing. Exactly. The Lokis are
1: like, well, we can handle this. We, we, we've been used to outsmarting things our entire life. Let's just put what we know to use and let's outrun the nothing. And that's what happens. And that's why it's so funny is because the only variants like people variants that are alive in the void are Lokis. Because they're just crazy, you know?
0: It's just hilarious. So, Loki hatches this plan to kill the nothing, or at least to open up, to to trick the nothing into uh, opening up some portal to get back.
1: Well, somehow they figure out that there is something behind the nothing. Like, there's something there. They don't know what it is, but there's a time, because the void is a time where time is not time i know it, that doesn't make any sense but it's basically a place outside of time but yet they have f- figured out and i forget exactly how it happens but they figured out there's something behind the nothing that the nothing is guarding something yeah. whether it's the person <clears throat> that's pulling all the strings the you know just another t- a time you know a time where they can be safe not sure exactly why, but they, they're like, we got to get there because if we want to get out of the void, we got to get there. That's how we get out of the void. That's how we get back to our timelines. And yeah. that that's where they hatch the plan of we've got to beat the, the nothing. And yeah. oh, my gosh, this is just hilarious when this happens.
0: See, I don't remember how they figured out that they were still trying to go after the real timekeeper now that they, you know, or they didn't know if he existed, but they assumed he did, or they thought he did, or they figured out he did, and then uh, they don't know what he looks like or who he is, or they don't know if it's a man or whatever. It could be nothing. And so they they figure out that somehow that thing's guarding it, it, like you said, and I don't remember what the plan was to get it. I just remember they started doing a bunch of magic to it. You know what I'm saying, and then the one of the Lokis created a, a image of a oh, t- city, so which is amazing.
1: So okay, so this yeah. is this is a, a kind of a quick, very very small synopsis of episode five because this is where all, most of that happens. So basically, it says the fifth episode of the series Journey into the Mystery introduces viewer the uh, introduces viewers to the Void, a place at the end of time where the TVA seems. Sends seemingly every unwanted object or person that found a home on the sacred timeline. The episode is crammed with Easter eggs and hidden details, and many of them could be missed during the first viewing. Thor's frog counterpart, Throg, is seen trapped in a jar, reaching for Mjolnir, which is the hammer. If you didn't know, that's the name. <laughs> Ant Man villain Yellow Jacket's helmet can be seen. Ronan the Accuser's ship from Guardians of the Galaxy and Thanos' most ridiculous form of transportation, the Thanoscopter, makes a quick cameo as well. Hilarious. Just oh, watch cool. that video. Watch that episode just for all the randomnesses in there. So much random in there. So,
0: <laughs> so yeah. So they go through the portal and they're at the Timekeeper's castle.
1: Okay, so let me get up here. So, all right. So, yeah. How do you want to do? How do you how do you want to handle this? It? So, yeah, it's just
0: this is the main question. So, you know, so, that,
1: so, uh, so uh, Hollywood was talking about all the you know the stuff that went on. The reason why the creation of the illusion of the city was so cool is because of who it was done by. It was done by old Loki. That was
0: the old Old, comic book Loki. Old Loki,
1: Loki. yeah. He's the the original... (laughs) He's wearing the original comic book outfit and everything. That outfit was ridiculous. (laughs) So ridiculous. The huge massive horns, the... Just everything. It's 100% one-for-one copy of the original comic Loki. Hilarious. He's probably one of my favorite variants. And then you have Kid Loki, of course, in there. And then Crocodile Loki. Yeah. So funny. And Crocodile Loki has one part that's just amazing. So there's this kind of um, bad guy Loki. He's kind of like he's got the short horns on his, um, I guess you call it tiara, headband, whatever you want to call it. He's got the short horns. He's kind of wearing the suit. He's kind of got like the vote for Loki kind of pin. I think that's what it is. It's one (laughs) of those on there. uh, Alligator Crocodile Loki actually bites his hand off. And that's what starts a big fight between Uh all the Lokis. And that's how... You know, the Lokis that we care about, which is kid Loki, um, old Loki and alligator Loki kind of escape from all of that big problem because there's a big fight between all the Lokis. It's hilarious. And that's where all that this gets into play. And one part before we jump to the what's behind the nothing is when Mobius saves the day in the car probably one of the funniest parts out of it all. And he saves the day in the car and it's almost like a throwback to Harry Potter because this car is like almost sentient. The way he's driving it, it just makes you feel like you're watching Harry Potter. Just (laughs) awesome, hilarious. And then of course you have the big scene of when Mobius is able to get back to the TVA because he actually has one of the little tablets that the TVA uses to jump from time or whatever he uses it to go. And when he does, he's hugging Loki and basically, you know, saying, you know, you're one of my favorite variants or whatever, or he's saying you're my favorite variant. He kind of looks over at civilly. He goes, no, you are, you know, over his shoulder. It's just really funny part, but also a great (laughs) part too, because it's another one of those humanizing moments of Loki. (laughs) And of course, Loki, a kid Loki has given Loki his sword, which is a very, important parks they use the sword and everything to get past the nothing and all that it's so much in there and i know we're glossing over a ton but it, it's worth that's it probably to get the most done. and yeah, that's, that's
0: probably uh, the most profound one and, that, you
1: know. and that's that's in episode five and six all of that happening it, it's just so much there and those are probably the two most information field episodes out of the out of the six i mean now granted yeah you only have six and that's basically what a third of the film you know the third third of the series there but if you don't want to watch the entire thing and you just want to start from that five and six watch five and six you get exactly what you need and what impact loki tv series is actually going to have on the marvel cinematic universe so i'll let you roll now holly
0: well, so they went to a. Uh, they go into the castle of the timekeeper, and they don't know what to expect. They got the swords, and then this little retro cartoon clock face comes out and has that country girl accent. And she's like, well, can, he, uh, he, "He's asking you to stop what you're doing, and then he can put you in a timeline right back in as if nothing happened, and try to entice them with this leave the. Which, Timekeeper alone,
1: which you've seen that clock throughout <coughs> the entire series. Yeah, you've seen it
0: forever. Yeah,
1: and now this clock is actually not, you know, basically
0: robotic. But
1: it's basically, the clock in the other in in, in the other episodes was kind of basically like a narrator just telling you what's yeah, like an you know, NPC te- type telling you of what's thing. Good, what's happening with this, or kind of you know like one of those old school info things that you would see back in the fifties and sixties. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this clock is actually talking to them now. They're like, whoa, it's kind of a little odd there.
0: Yeah. And it's just trying to entice them into going back and they, and they start like they're thinking about it. Well, they don't. They try to find the timekeeper and they, they said, no, we'll choose. It was cool. Uh, this is what I like about the little things like this. Because uh, it this whole big speech the clock gives about how you need to do this and blah, blah, blah. And they almost fall for it or, or accept it. You don't know if it's even a trick. And they look at each other and all this. And then they're like, we'll make our own destiny. Thank you. And then she's like, okay, good luck. And just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? You know, wh- why would you try to convince well, us otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 we have nothing to worry about. You know, we're the timekeepers. And like, so then they go into this room and there's the timekeeper. It's like a guy, you know, 40-year-old guy just like a regular guy kind of joking with him and hey come on he's just nut- he's just really nice to him and uh you're like what's going on it's really cool this guy has so much power you know he doesn't feel like he has to be threatening or anything you know it's the kind of stuff i think about it's... and like well let me tell you that Go let ahead. me just i know you got to say something but Go c- I we're going to say something about it but just from the perspective of the viewer like me that didn't know anything about it so they keep trying to kill him every so often they'll swing a sword at him he just like you know teleports away like he already knew he's already know everything they showed him a script of exactly everything that's happening up to this point and going to continue to happen and uh you're like dude this is crazy man who is this guy and what is the deal here so can you explain a little bit what oh, what yeah. is going on oh, yeah.
1: so basically <laughs> he his real name is never said in in the loki series but from the comics you'll know who he is once i mention his name here in a minute. But basically, he is he who remains is what he goes by in the sh- in yeah. Exactly. They started series. calling me that. So basically, he is like in essence the first person ever, and he is just massive genius powers. Of time travel, all of this he learns how to time travel. That's not you know. He he just Dude, some scientist normal. or something. Yeah, and so he learns yeah. how to do this and opens up his mind to be more than a normal person. Kind of like when you think of like X Men that you know have those special abilities. He's able to open up more of his mind. Very extremely intelligent, and so he starts. Finding because he's like, Well, I'm smarter than everybody else, and so I'm since I know how to do this now, I'm gonna go find me in other places, and that that is the opening to what's called the multiverse. So he's finding himself, and he's like, Okay, let me find myself. And he basically has, um, in the comics, he ends up making a kind of a council of he who remains you know and they kind of work together to do things and stuff like that in the comics but in this he's he's finds them they he learns from each other and basically starts to kill them off he's like i'm going to be the only one and that's how he gets the name he who remains because he is the only one only variant of him left because he's killed all the other variants so and he says he says power. i
0: remember this now. he says yeah he says it in a. So all this is also in the, in the show. Yeah, he talks about how he figured it out, how to transfer, and he goes and finds his, uh, you know, variants. And then at first it was like cordial. And so this is his, his story of it. It was cordial. We were learning from each other and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they started getting evil. Mm-hmm. It was a big war between the variants of her power and he's the one that came out on top. Yep. Essentially is what he said. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: And so he's basically said to looking at them, he's like, now, if you kill me. It's going to start something that. You don't want to happen, because basically him being the last variant of he who remains is almost in essence holding the timeline together. And he's like, you can kill me. But I'm just going to come back because he has that power. He has that ability. He knows that if I die, another variant of me is going to come back. And I don't know, remember exactly how that is planned out and said, because it's been quite a while since I've watched it because I watched it all when it came out. But that's basically lays it out. And that's where this part starts to play out, because Sylvie is hell-bent on killing him. She thinks that if I defeat him, it's going to end all the problems. And I don't care if that means the end of time altogether and everything's over. I want to kill him. I need to kill him. And that is her, like, just soul passion motivation is because you've put me through all kinds of grief through the time that you put me in because Sylvie, you know, of course, being a Loki variant was with the Asgard's, was with um, Loki's mom, uh, Odin, and she just felt like she was betrayed through all of the stuff that happened to her in, in, in that timeline. And then she just wants revenge for it. She is just bent on revenge. She is, she is solely motivated, through, uh, mo- motivated by revenge throughout the entire series. Loki, he's like, hang on this guy is telling us this because he wants us to do something. We might need to do something different. And Loki actually thinks that way, you know, and he kind of says it too. And that's where kind of the fight breaks out and everything that goes on here happens because he who remains is extremely powerful. And Sylvie's like, let's kill the powerful person. I don't care if it ends time, it'll end my suffering, you know, it'll end my grief. And that's, Basically, where they go? Yeah,
0: and then um, I don't remember what happened. How did Loki get back to the TVA? So,
1: Loki has the, the transporter thing that he's a- basically able to get back to the TVA. And he's like, he leaves Sylvie. Mm-hmm. He's like, you make the choice. You know, leaves it in her hands to make the choice with he who remains. And... That's where basically everything gets flipped, turned upside down. And yes, I just used the line from French Prince of Um, (laughs) Bel-Air. So basically everything, everything happens there. Yeah. I like throwing my Easter eggs in too. So go back and listen to all of our episodes. I throw in Easter eggs all over the place. So Sylvie's there and she's like, you know what? I'm doing it my way. Nobody's in my way now. And they have basically this, beautiful fight scene between her and he who remains and she, she kills him. And so once she does that, because behind he who remains, there was this kind of a glass image of basically the timeline with the branches coming off from where all the variants were. And you saw that when she kills him, it shatters. It's gone. It's like, what's going on? Well, Loki, Loki, Gets back to the TVA and he's like, okay, good. Nothing terrible has happened. And then all of a sudden he's standing in front of the video screen that they have of the timeline and it just shows thousands of variant branches coming off. It just literally just goes insane by Sylvie's action of killing he who remains. So that happens. All of a sudden you have the shot of Loki coming through the TVA and Mobius doesn't recognize him. And you're like, what's going on here? And they never, you know, just they're like, basically, Mobius thinks he's another agent. It's just like he's almost mind wiped. So they have this conversation and all of a sudden kind of you scroll through and you see this massive statue of he who remains. And you know something evil is up at that point. And that's and basically like, where oh, the yes. I
0: can't wait to see. And it's, like, it's over.
1: Yeah. just so It just ends there.
0: Yeah. Loki's like, hey, we got to do this. We got to blah, 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 blah. You know, we got to find this happen. And then they're like, uh, who, who are you again? And that just throws you off. So you're like, what? And then, yeah, I think he's another agent. And then it just pans off to the side. And it's the humane statue against the wall. And you're like. Okay. Yep. So so I mean yeah.
1: basically this is the basically Loki is a really really extensive way to introduce the casual Marvel fan to the multiverse. And we'll review the other show What If? That really dives into the multiverse that's canon. That's amazing show that Hollywood, you got to watch now so we can go over that one. This is such a great thing, and it really opens up the multiverse even more. But this is where you get your first major taste of the multiverse, because you learn about He Who Remains, which, if you're a comic fan, you know that he is Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror is an insane supervillain villain villain that actually makes Thanos look like just child's play dude is just evil genius times 10 it's just oh my gosh I'm so excited that they chose Kang the Conqueror to be the next big massive villain and he's on what if uh, there's a what if Ken, episode with him not with Kang but with okay. just the multiverse you learn about yeah. the multiverse I saw more one of so those. from there so um you know basically the death of he who remains or Kang at the end of Loki is where it all opens up and it all opens up from Kang himself basically doing what he does conquering empires conquering civilizations Ruling things, because when you listen to him talk, when he's telling Loki and Sylvie about him and about his powers and everything, you're like, oh, this person. Pretty cool, pretty powerful. Maybe he's doing things to fix stuff, but once you learn that he's Kang, once you listen to his words, you realize he's a megalomaniac just out there to take over everything that he can and it's just oh my gosh it's going to be such a great it shows movies of you know the avengers coming together to try to take him down because it's not going to be an easy one at all and that's where the multiverse is going to play in and the other things that have happened because of the multiverse
0: so is, that gonna, is this set up for another Loki series or is it set up for another Avengers movie then?
1: So it's kind of both. It's playing into, because there's going to, um, I'm fairly certain there's going to be another Loki series. I'll have to double check. I can't remember because it's been, there's so, so many things have come up with Marvel recently that I, I can't remember if Loki is another one that's up for a second season. But it's setting up for the, Avengers because Kang is not somebody that could be taken down by one person. Heck, even for that matter, Ronan the Accuser shouldn't have been someone that was taken out so easy, but that's one of the issues that Marvel has with their villains. They, they want to beat them, of course, because you've got to have the heroes beat the villains by the end of the movie, but then you're just obliterating these amazing villains that are just so much more than this little, you know, 45 P 45 minutes in, in each of these movies. Kang is a Thanos. He's a Thanos level character. And actually above that, he's more like a Galactus level character. He's, you know, I- I'm sorry, but ego from guardians of the galaxy two is so much more than what he was for that one little thing. And, and, It makes me mad that they killed Ego so easily, and I'm hoping that he's not really dead. And I think that the reason why Marvel has introduced the multiverse is to kind of softly retcon some of the issues that they have, because now they're opened up that well, Ronan died in this universe, but we can pull him from this other universe now. You know, they've got that ability now because they've opened it up to so much happening. And I haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet because I just, I, I don't feel comfortable watching a movie in a movie theater right now and haven't gone to see it. But that's a prime example of the multiverse, that movie right there. It's those things like that. It's been opened up for it. And... You got the the possibilities are endless now. I mean, it's just insane what we could see from it. And when you go watch What If, you'll see that because they have a watcher in What If, you know, watching everything that's going on behind the scenes. And you have these alternate realities of all the different stuff. I mean, the very first one is with Agent Carter. It's so great. I love that episode. It was so awesome. That's what I see. I saw such this Captain one. America one. Yes, it's such a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's the
0: first one, yeah. You know,
1: it basically says, what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers, and then goes into it, it, it whole head first. It is so great. Go watch it. You know, you've got just so many more in there, and they even bring in, and I, I'm, I'm surprised they did it, but there's a Marvel Zombies series. They even bring that in through What If everything that happens in What If is now Marvel MCU canon. They've already said that. If it happened in What If, it's canon. And so it's just crazy. Like, Black Panther, what if he was picked up instead of Peter Quill? And you have Star-Lord T'Challa, which is just
0: awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's such a great one. I want to watch that one.
1: I, I mean, you just got so many great things like that. You have like a... Oh, a post apocalyptic black widow i mean it's just so many awesome twists on these characters that are now 100% canon you know the, the, one of the best parts of it that creates the mega villain of the sh- uh, of that show is what if ultron got um Vision's body like he was supposed to because Vision's body was actually for Ultron Ultron was building it and it goes into that yeah. and it's just oh my gosh so so insane there it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. worth it so so go go check that out and we'll have to talk well, about that one cuz there's just so much in that one
0: yeah I, I watched the first one um you have to get especially the the Black Panther one that, that, that's one of my favorite those, characters oh my and, and of course Quill is one of my fa- those are two of my favorite ones something
1: happens to Thanos in that one and it'll make you laugh and it's awesome
0: <laughs> alright <laughs> yeah I'll check it out well uh, it's cool man we've been a while um, it's only six episodes if you haven't seen Loki go check it out but that's uh, that's it in a nutshell and it's a good uh, good review we're gonna keep doing these things like once a month and uh that's real popular. I, I really enjoy doing them, and um, probably may throw some Star Wars in there at some point. Definitely gonna throw some wrestling, and they were trying to figure, it out we're trying to work it out so we're not spreading ourselves too thin. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out for you. So you, you just gotta sit back and enjoy. But uh, I guess we'll do What If next. You want to do What If next? Yes, definitely. Next time we do it? Yes, I'll watch it. All right, again. I have to, I'll to watch it. I have even
1: watched it again to do it because there's just <laughs> so much in that. It's so great. We might have to even do it in like two or three parts because it's just so much yeah oh my gosh like
0: well cool everybody thank you all for joining and uh we'll catch you next time
1: take care everybody Later.